So they they can some people have passed the exam with our help in as little as one week, but other people need you know a whole six months or a whole year, year and a half. Before we get started with the show, here's a quick word from our sponsor, Global Training Center. As trade compliance professionals, you want to make sure that your procedures and documentation are completed as correctly as possible to avoid any delays and possible fines. We provide a range of trade compliance courses that will fit your needs. From in-person or web training to recorded on-demand courses, we can train one or even thousands on your team through your learning platform or on our portal. We can even customize a private session for your team. Go to globaltrainingcenter.com to find out more. Hello, Lala. We're ready for another show, and I am. Uh, th- this is one of those where we're, uh, you know, had enough time where uh, you start uh, looking at your. You, you've gotten caught up from the holidays. You've gotten uh, past the January stuff. You start looking at now. I've got to zero in on what is it I want to try and accomplish for the year. Even though everybody tries to do New Year's resolutions, but it's a little bit further down the line. So, uh, with that, um, I, I will say that. Uh, I keep looking at it going, okay, I'm going to be more disciplined this year to try and, you know, stay and exercise, lose weight, <laughs> whatever else I've got to get uh, get done. But how about you? Uh, what are you looking at? Uh, what's going on in your world right now? Yeah, and we're getting ready for in-person uh, trainings in uh, several cities. And so we're we're busy now. I mean, again, you know, you, you're right. I mean, That's we take uh, no- December and January almost more or less those months off. With regards to the uh, in-person trainings, but uh, but February all the way up through November, that that's all we do. So, <laughs> well, and and that's one of those. Matter of fact, uh, I'm, I'm uh, getting excited about some of the conferences that we're going to be able right. to attend together and and uh, uh, actually do some more recordings and, right. and all of that, which was uh, phenomenal. Um, but that said, I will say that what we're going to talk about today um, and get a little excited about as far as uh, people trying to uh, better themselves, improve their career, position themselves with more credentials uh, or, and, and, or build up more credentials for, if you will, their future career. So right. uh, uh, I, I'm going to be t- looking forward to this discussion, uh, Lalo. So once you... Uh, Talk a little bit of what we're going to do today. Yeah, well, we like to talk. Uh, I mean, on this show, we cover everything from uh, learning and 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 getting better at your uh, trade regulations and and uh, what you know pitfalls and stuff like that. But we also do a lot, which I like, is a career development, and uh, that this this show falls in that category with career development because um, at Global Training Center. So this is a very typical week for us. We get calls where. Um, how do I get started in import-export? I mean, so we've got training for that. Um, other people call us and tell us, hey, I want to I wanna step up my, 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 uh, my career, and what do I do um, if, if um, like, is there a license or an accreditation or whatever, you know? And so, obviously, the only license that is available in this industry, by the government anyway, is... Um, is the customs broker license, you know, the, the CBP uh, mm-hmm. to be a licensed broker. And um, so I've invited this guest, uh, Ruth Rodriguez. And uh, Ruth Rodriguez, um, for anybody out there, is um, she's got well over 20 years experience, almost 25 years experience in teaching um, a course that uh, prepares you for the broker exam. So she's got an amazing amount of, uh, of um 
of uh, knowledge and skills on this, and we'll we'll talk to her about that. But um, she's also the wife of uh, Oscar Gonzalez, who did our Christmas show, our Santa Claus show. <laughs> Santa Claus is a smuggler show. <laughs> <laughs> this, yeah. uh, Oscar was hilarious. I, 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 like I hadn't thought about it. Like I said, is that uh, he, he brought up the deal. If people think back, if you haven't seen that. Uh, or listen to it, go back and, and uh, it was one we aired uh, the week of Christmas, but uh, of how uh, Santa Claus has a network with his agents out there <laughs> representing him. And the, and the, implied, and and the implied, implied contract. contract. <laughs> yeah, the implied contract with payment through uh, milk and cookies. <laughs> so that was great. That yeah. was good. Yeah. I'm really funny, but I'm nowhere near funny. So, <laughs> no, so, so everyone, this is Ruth Rodriguez, uh, Andy, um, uh, and uh, you know, so we we can get a uh, we can get a pick her brain on this uh, broker exam. I do have a few things that I want to pick uh, pick at as well, you know, during the conversation. But uh, right. for right now, welcome, Ruth. Thank you for for joining us on this uh, episode. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. I'm looking forward to this. Looking forward to it. I'll tell you, that's uh, one of those things where on the broker's exam, um, you know, I, I, w- I guess I am su- was surprised and still am on the number of uh, or the percentage of people that successfully pass the, the test when it's given. It's very low. And what I think I have, uh, when I was digging into it, the vast majority of people really don't prepare themselves for taking that test and uh, which is a mistake obviously because then people are are uh, falling by the wayside on that so you spend all that time and it's it's a marathon test too at, at that so um so what tell, tell us about your uh your your broker prep course a little bit Sure. Um, but first on the pass rate, the pass rate has been as low as 1.5% uh, passing the exam. So in April 2012, 10 years ago, 1,367 people took the exam, only 20 passed. So that's that's the lowest that I, since I've been teaching, and it's been as high as 45%. That was April 2020 when 900 people took the exam and 360 passed. So the pass rate um, um, fluctuates a lot, but on average, it's about a 20%. So one in five of the people um, pass the exam. And I, and I think, and then you're right, they just don't prepare enough. But what we do with our course is we, we, we have a 90% pass rate and we guarantee that people will pass. So if they don't pass on the first try, we'll stick with them through the second and third and whatever number. Most people pass on first or second try, but there's some of our students that need more more hand-holding than that. So we let them come unlimited use of the course until they pass. Um, So we have an online course is one of the features. The other feature is that I do a weekly class, 5 to 9 p.m. after work, every week of the year. And then we also have a five-day boot camp every month of the year. Those boot camps can be in person or via Zoom. So we alternate, try to alternate. The weekly classes are via Zoom because I can't travel every week to a different city. Um, So they're all via Zoom. And then we also have um, uh, tutoring every day, one hour per student per day. So you go online, you go onto this sheet, you put put your name on a tutor tomorrow at three. 
uh, or Wednesday at four, whatever, then then a tutor shows up magically on your screen at a designated time and helps you for a whole hour. Um, so let me ask you this, though, is like with all the different options that you're providing, Ruth, and I mm-hmm. think it's fantastic on that. It's uh, so for basically in preparing for the broker's exam, as far as what you're offering right now, you've got you just went through a whole host of such flexible, different mediums mm-hmm. to give in person to online to, you know, uh, uh, weekly classes throughout the year to a boot camp and, and all that. Do you recommend the, I've seen a lot of courses where it's like this crash course. It's a week long course. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're there every day for eight hours a day. It's almost like, you know, you're, it's such an intense teaching thing. Mm-hmm. Do you recommend that versus the weekly or do you think the weekly one is a little bit better or, or is there a particular uh, it's oh, got to be personal preference. I get that, but sometimes yeah. it's usually what's better versus what somebody has time to do. Right. So I recommend that you do it all. That you come to a boot camp every month of the year. That you come to class every week of the month of the year. That you come to tutoring one hour per day every day. Uh, that you go to the online course. You do all that every day. But you know, most people can't do all that. They don't have five days every month of the year to go off mm-hmm. to a boot camp. So people do what they can and what works for them. So I recommend they do it all. Um, but, you know, most people don't do it all. The ones that do a lot, I, I always think, okay, I know I'm, I'm going to be sending her a congratulation email two months from now because they're coming every week. They're coming every boot camp. They're coming to every tutoring. I know those are the ones that are going to do the best. So that's why I recommend doing it all. But I know people can't do it all, you know. Well, it's, it, it, you've got to be very disciplined in it as far as the um, <clears throat> test and, and whatnot and preparing for it. The test is not so much memory, although there's a tremendous amount that you do need to memorize, but it's more of your, I guess, problem and discernment and all that. Of You look at a question, you identify what's relevant versus what's irrelevant. And then you have to go and have the skills of where to look for the answer right. and do that uh, expe- uh, expediently, right? Yes, that's correct. Um, very, the very few things that you're asked to memorize, I would say some formulas for, trans, uh, for calculating duties and transaction value, maybe you should memorize those and maybe you should memorize most of the highly tested parts of the CFR and maybe the highly tested chapters of the HTSUS, but the rest, you're right. It's a matter of knowing where to look. There's 7,000 pages here. So there's 4,000 in the, in the HTSUS and 3,000 in the CFR, probably more now, maybe close to 8,000, but nobody can read and memorize all of them. It's just a matter of tabbing your books, knowing where to go look for the answers, having the skills and the experience. This is why we do practice exams. Um, and this is why we, you know, review a lot of the materials as, as thoroughly as we can for the particular question. We're also exam based. So people uh, out there have the, uh, are under the misimpression that all we do is memorize 800 questions and you can pass the exam. But we don't, we do those 10, 80 question exams 
so that you can have an idea of what's on the exam. How do you do it in two, each question in two minutes or six minutes? How do you uh, get ready, get your books ready, you know, get, get the experience down so you can finish in four hours. So yeah, it's, it's some memorization, but mostly it's a matter of knowing how to work these books. Well, and here's the other question is in today's world, there's so much electronic and all. Do you recommend sticking with the, uh, if you want to call it the old school, with the uh, almost like the parts book? It's like you've right. got the HTS and the CF, uh, CFRs and all that is that it's, you've got a hard copy book and you tab it all out. Or do you recommend using a laptop with the digital versions? Well, they don't let you use a laptop, so that's out. But they do provide the electronic materials on the exam. I don't recommend, I know people do that, and I'm assuming some people pass that way, but none of my students use electronic version of their materials because it is so bad, it is so slow, it has so many glitches that usually they end up having to give refund everybody their money. Um, so I don't recommend it. Uh, and the people that don't get the memo from me, because I have over 100 students, there are some that don't get the memo and do it electronically, always have a negative experience. So I do not recommend it. It's a po It'll eventually work, but right now it's not. So going to that, Ruth, I guess uh, we can talk about that, because uh, previously the test was um, analog. I mean, it was handwritten, right? You bubble sheets and all that, right? And recently, I guess in, since the pandemic, I guess it went electronic and... and uh, there's a lot of challenges in that conversion, right? And when they went to that? It went, well, it went electronic before the pandemic mm -hmm. and there was horrible experiences. I was in that first group of students who took the exam. I had already passed it twice or no once, but, um, but I wanted to be a guinea pig. I wanted to, to be one of the first people that took it electronically. Well, I took it in New York and it's a four hour exam or four and a half hour exam. Um, and it took me 11 and a half hours to get out of that room hmm. because there was so many crashes, glitches, problems. They wouldn't even admit the problem until an hour into the exam that, oh, oh yes, goodness. it's not you. It's the whole country that's having this problem. And so it was down for hours and, uh, they wouldn't, um, I, I kept raising my hand saying, you got to tell customs that you got to give people additional time because we're sitting here looking at a, as, as a blank screen and they finally gave you half an hour more after <laughs> two hours of my complaining and then then they give you another extra half hour but they had to go around the room for each of the 200 people in the room and reconfigure the computer so that oh. took another two hours so yeah i was in out i got there at 7 a.m and i didn't leave till 6 30 mm. very that long is absolutely crazy uh, well for in looking at it, so coming back, because um, I the, the, taking the broker's exam, uh, it, it's a marathon. You've got to yes. time yourself. You've got to pace yourself. You've got you can't spend too much time on a question. Right. You've got to you know go through and, and all that. Is there a methodology that you yes. consider like uh, in going through and taking this test? Yes, and if you will stop recording that, I'll be glad to explain. <laughs> Not a problem there. It's like, if no. you want to know more, go take the test. No, or I'm kidding. I'm yeah. kidding. I, I can summarize it. 
we recommend customs recommends that you spend three minutes per question. So three minutes times 80 is 240 minutes, which is four hours. And they give you four and a half. I don't think that formula works. And my students take two minutes per non-classification question and six minutes per classification question because mm -hmm. the classification questions take longer. So if you spend three minutes on all 80, you're not going to be spending enough time on classification and too much time on the easier ones. Well, so and if you're that. not used to class, yeah, if you're not used to classifying, uh, I mean, that that's right there can eat, eat you alive. And, and mm -hmm. invariably, the questions are such that you'll, you'll look at it, you'll go to classify it, but you better doggone know your uh, chapter notes and section notes because, yeah. oh my gosh, it, 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 it'll trip you up. So Yeah, you can't, um, you can't read 11 pages of notes in six minutes. No, so you got to read all stuff. those notes before the exam day and you're just quickly looking at them in the six minutes you have to see if anything applies to your question. And we have developed steps on how to answer classification questions, steps on how to answer trade agreement qualification questions, and steps on how to answer um, general questions. So, and we practice it 800 times over the course of the six days or six weeks or six months that you've signed up. Um, because our course isn't a, we're starting February 3rd and we're ending March 27th. It's year round. Every week there's a class, every month there's a boot camp. every day there's tutoring. So it's like a merry-go-round. You, you, uh, is it a merry-go-round? Yeah. You <laughs> jump on when you're ready and get on and then jump off. Carousel or merry-go-round, either carousel, one. So. Mer yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So they, they can, some people have passed the exam with our help in as little as one week, but other people need, you know, a whole six months or a whole year or year and a half. And well, there's so much involved in that is that if you are a newbie, uh, in mm -hmm. other words, you, you've been thrown into a logistics area or something, or for whatever reason, you don't have a whole lot of experience in the mm -hmm. import uh, export uh, business. And this is more uh, brokers are <clears throat> more focused on imports. But um, as a whole, all of that to say is you better take your time. If you're experienced, it's a little different. Uh, I think you, your, your ramp up time probably is shorter. But that point being is it would be better to be more disciplined. Probably that weekly class would be ideal for somebody who's brand new so that they're able to digest what you're covering and apply what they're learning uh, through mm -hmm. that next week. Hey, everyone. We're getting ready for another annual ICPA event coming up the week of March 12th in Orlando, Florida. If you have been thinking of attending any of the ICPA conferences, this is the one you should not miss. There will be more sessions than any other conference, with a guaranteed sellout, so hurry and get your tickets today. We are also excited to share that Simply Trade podcast will be in attendance, and we want you to be part of our show. Listen to episodes 14, 15, and 16 to find out why you can't miss this conference. Yeah, and I've found that, that people who are not in the business actually do better than people who are in the business because the people who are not in the business, they know they have to stick their heads in the book. They know they're going to have yeah. to be there four hours a week and come to many right. boot camps and come to tutoring. The people who are in the business, well, I know how to do that. I've been doing it for 20 years. What, how hard can it be? I, I'll study a little bit. <laughs> and then they realize, oh, wait, it's not how it's done in Seattle. Right. It's not how it's done by by this port director. It's how what the regs say. 
So yeah, they, I've had people from, I've had one guy that was in a convenience store. He found out about this and said, Hey, do you think I can do it? I'm like, sure, I can help you. And in two months, he, he passed the exam. Um, his wife was a bank president. So she let him quit his job at the convenience store and uh, supported them both while he stuck his head in his book for two months. And Ruth, um, care too, that, you know, never done this and they do what great. And, and to that point on people who, who are not in the business or even in the business and they take the exam, uh, once you pass it and you, you keep that license unless you do something obviously fraudulent or, you know, et cetera. Right. I mean, but, but what I was going to get at is, um, Last month or a few episodes ago, we had the folks over from um, NCBFAA on, on the show uh-huh. talking about the new regulations of uh, customs proposed, um, you know, uh, continuing education, you know, how that's coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so what are your opinions on that? I mean, do you think, I mean, obviously, I'm hoping you're going to say it's a good idea. You're in education, but I mean, uh, I, it, right. you know, I'm just thinking of brokers that had that passed their exam 25 years ago and maybe are just hanging out and, you know, maybe not keeping up. I mean, I, I just felt that was, you know, so I'm just curious to hear what you think about that. Yeah, no, it's a good, it's a good idea. Um, you know, lawyers, doctors, hairdressers, plumbers, they all need to keep up with their license with training. So I don't see why brokers should be exempt. Um, I, they, they've been talking about it for 20 plus years. I, right. I agree that there should be training. Uh, so I'm glad they're, finally doing it um uh, you don't you don't keep your license forever there is some paperwork to do and uh, you have to do it every three years years, if you don't you lose your license right you lose your license i have a a student right now that has just not licensed anymore because um they didn't get that report in so luckily that student's close to retiring so they're not probably going (laughs) to take the exam yeah I agree. I think they should be doing, um, I think it's a good idea to do training. We, uh, you know, we always recommend global training center for training, <laughs> but we are also doing, doing, um, you know, continuing training for our, the people who have gone through our course can right. continue using our course for training to meet up with those hours. Now we haven't been certified. Nobody has cause they haven't done that yet, Right. but yeah, we hope to get certified and, um, I think it's an excellent idea. And I go ahead, Andy, and I'll follow up after you're done. Well, I was just going to say when you're looking for uh, a prep course, and as you're reviewing those out there, and if you decided to, that you know you want to prepare for a uh, broker's exam, because first off, if you want to take the broker's exam, prepare for it. Don't don't just assume if you've been in the industry or something, or you'll just be able to figure it out. But you, you hit on where, um, one of the key things to me to look for is the pass rate. Um, if, if you've got a 90% pass rate, uh, off the first go round and, and whatnot, that's, that's excellent. And, uh, and then being able to, if you don't pass it, uh, you know, following up, the other thing is, is, uh, you know, if you don't, past the first go round, don't let it sit. You've got all that right. knowledge and all that time spent in there. Stay with it and go for the next uh, I agree. test so that you don't lose that time because it, you know, to, to ramp back up um, and you focus on what you, you know, obviously missed and, and zero in on that and go from there. But I agree. Um, I have a 
couple of stories on that. Back before the pandemic, when we had a boot camp every month, I had two different students on two different years, unrelated to each other. Uh, on the first day of the boot camp, I have a, a, a diagnostic four-hour exam. So these two people, again, not related, different years, different boot camps, they show up to the boot camp on the first day after not after not studying for six months because they were like, I need a break. I'm, I'll come back six months later. So they came back six months later. They passed the exam on the first day. So they're like, this is a real exam. You mean I could have just taken this real exam and passed it? I'm like, yeah, that's why I tell you don't skip any exams. Because like you said, you have to start over. You have to you know, revamp. You have to get new books. It's just just keep going. If you, if, even if you failed it miserably, just keep going. Cause if you wait six months or six years, then you have to start over the exam changes, the books change everything. So, yeah. So you're I, talking I about, you're talking about these two people. They took the, um, the, the exam that just was administered by customs pre, prior yeah. to that boot camp, right? right. Oh no. <laughs> Oh no, <laughs> they must have been kicking Even themselves. Though they hadn't studied in six months. They said, you know, give me six months, I need a break. One of them said, I need a year break. The other one said, I need six months break. And they just wanted to kick themselves on the first day because they could have just taken that exam and passed it. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the, it fluctuates so much, you know. So if you take a 1% pass rate exam and you don't pass, and then you skip the next one and that one has 30%, and then you go to the next one and that's 15%. You're not gonna. You may not pass the fifteen percent, but you could have passed maybe the thirty or forty-five percent. So right. yeah, I do not recommend people skip. And and some people, I, my one big, I have lots of complaints about customs, but my one big complaint right now is that they don't, they haven't graded the April twenty twenty two appeals. To me, it wow. is totally unfair and so wrong, and it's probably unconstitutional. Because if the regulations say that you have a right to appeal, and if you don't pass an appeal, you have a right to reappeal. If you don't grade the appeals before the next exam, to me, it's like saying, and I said this in the middle of, a, we used to have a group, we, we starting up this group again of instructors. Um, and, I, and they all laughed at me, but I'm going to say it again anyway. To me, if you don't grade the appeals, it's like being on death row and this U.S. Supreme Court saying, sure, we'll look at your appeal, but let's execute you first. <laughs> and, and I said that in front of customs and they all laughed and the instructors laughed. And they said, well, nobody's ever uh, compared the uh, custom burger exam to death penalty. I said, <laughs> the point is, the point is you're, you're, you're not killing the you're, career. You, you, you're killing your career and you're not following your regs. The regs say that you have a right to appeal. And if you don't grade it, then what's the where does the right to appeal go? It goes in the trash. So right now, they are nine months behind on, on, on um, grading appeals. And so I'm they sure already had, what's happened is that they've had to divert resources from so many areas of customs to the southern border and, and different areas like that. So it's in trying to keep cargo moving administratively. Maybe, but that doesn't make make customs uh, okay in taking away an administrative right that a, a student has. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a it's a right that you have in the regs, the right to appeal. And if you don't grade it, you're taking away a very important right because, like some people, my students miss the April exam by one point, and so they appeal, 
And they don't take the April exam thinking, I just need one point. I have this great lawyer helping us. This firm has been <laughs> doing it forever. Uh, of course, I'm going to pass by appeal. But so they don't take the April, October exam. Now it's already January or Feb- near February. And they, what, are they going to wait another year to grade their appeals? This, this has never happened in the 24 years that I've been teaching this, 23 years I've been teaching this. never happened. And and for those that don't know about the broker exam or the process, I guess just as as a note, um, the the test is administered by CBP every April and every October. That's what Ruth is referring yes. to. So, so last April of 2022, that's what she's talking about. That the that they haven't been uh, regraded per se, and I'm assuming obviously not October. I mean, if if they haven't done April, right. so yeah. No, we just filed the October. Uh, the October appeals were just due uh, January 6th. So. I don't know. Are they going to take another nine months to grade those? That means right. two exams go by before you even hear from whether you pass an appeal or not, right. which is totally unfair. And you know, they they can't follow my advice is keep taking the exam because why keep taking the exam if you might pass an appeal? Um, and Lalo, you should start, um, and I can maybe help you find somebody. But one of the most um, common questions I get about education is. Is there any class on how to do entries? Right. Uh, and I have a person for you, too, that can do it. Okay. But um, you can add that to your curriculum because that's one of the, the, the questions I get the most. I'm starting my brokerage, but I've never done an entry. Right. How do I do it? Right. Yeah. Rick, well, let me ask you this then is because uh, we're going to need to start wrapping things up here. But uh, right. if somebody's interested in this, what do you usually recommend them to uh to do here as far as saying should they prep some should they just go ahead and sign up for a prep course or should they start going ahead and and get their regs and information and start going through it first or what do you recommend well no i don't recommend anybody do it on their own like like we said earlier you really need somebody to help you with this i have a lot of people who come to our course because they did it on their own first or they went through several other courses and then end up going, okay, finally I have to just, just do this, you know, the best one out there. I tried all the, the, you know, off the shelf, the three days here, um, you know, four weeks uh, in a row, I need the year round one. And so, yeah, we recommend that you start with us. We will provide all of the books you need for the first exam and uh, all the tools you need, like, the rainbow tariff, we have a patent pending uh, tool that we call a rainbow tariff. It doesn't teach you how to classify, but it helps you read the HTSUS easier than if you didn't have it. So it, we have a patent pending on it. We invented it and uh, nobody has that except for our students. Uh, and we don't sell it. Um, you can get it only through us. So, you know, we give you all the tools that you need for the first exam. I would not start start reading. I mean, maybe if you had a law degree or a master's degree or, you know, something that where you're like really disciplined and you don't need help, then, then and or you did it, you took a course, you know, three years ago and you almost passed by one point, maybe they wouldn't need um, my help, but... Well, let me let me interject in here because one of the things because a lot of folks will try and they're trying to save some money or think they can do it on their own and and I'll, I'll use this analogy is that 
<clears throat> to become a licensed broker in preparing for that, and, and again, we're just talking about being able to get the credential, but you are literally uh, looking forward to achieve a milestone type uh, item in a, in a person's career as far as a licensed broker. To achieve that, you've got to be performing superbly in, in, in preparing for that, as we just said. Well, yeah, you can uh, you can do it on your own. It's just I can save you a lot of heartache and headache. You know, you're beginning to be listening, reading these regs, and you don't understand why. I had one student who said I read them over and over, and my hair was I, my hair was falling out. I would read it six times, and I still <laughs> didn't get it. And finally, went to the best custom broker course, and I got the help that I needed. So I tell students, yes, we, we cost money, but uh, we can get you can get there on a, a cross country on a bike, or you can get there on a plane, or you can get there uh, and wear the plane. We can get you there fast, mm-hmm. and if you want, if you have you know several weeks or several months to to waste on your own, frustrated with nobody to help you, go ahead, do, do the long way, but we can get <laughs> you fast. You know, you want you want to get there on. Fast or slow, and we can get you there much faster. And we're there to one hour every single day to tutor you. And the classes available, the courses, the online things available 24-7. We also help people with the appeals. Other courses, they say, good luck. You know, here's the one-page letter you got from Customs. They don't really help with appeals. Um, we're lawyers, so we're really good at helping people pass by appeal as well. Great. Well... Well, I think what we're going to do is we're going to be posting in our show notes. So for those, our listeners, if you're interested in that, uh, look at the the, the uh, show notes here that we've got. We're going to be posting the links to uh, Ruth Rodriguez's, not only her bio, but her contact information and uh, information about her courses, as well as then the Global Training Center, the courses that are offered there and the combination thereof uh, should uh, set everybody up for success here. So, Yeah, and when you do that, uh, if you're those of you who are listening, if you mention this podcast, I'll give you a, um, a discount that's nowhere, not found nowhere on the, on the, um, <laughs> the online course. Yeah, the, the, the online course is a full price. And if you mention the podcast, I'll give you a discount. Nice. Uh, listen, <laughs> folks, I greatly appreciate it. Notice, mention Simply Trade the podcast. That would be a we thank you on behalf of our listeners. That, that is generous. Appreciate yeah. that. And that was unexpected, but thank you. <laughs> well, Ruth, I just want to say thank you for joining us. I'm sorry, Andy, I didn't mean to cut you off, but. Um, uh, no, no, you're, I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. It's like, Ruth, you've been fantastic. Well, thank you both. This has been great fun. Uh, good questions. Nice, thoughtful ones. And I'm not <laughs> surprised. I've worked with Lala before. He's really good. And Andy, it's great uh, spending an hour with you. So appreciate that. Good, <laughs> good questions as well. Um, thank you so very much for your interest. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, we'll, uh, again, Check our show notes. Um, Ruth's information will be on there. And uh, we'll we'll definitely have you back on and follow up with a bunch of other stuff related to the broker exam. Thank you, Ruth. Thank you. Thank you very much for joining us. Simply Trade is brought to you by the generous contributions of Global Training Center. You can follow the show and GTC on LinkedIn or Twitter and other social networks. Make sure you check out the show notes in the description for a full rundown of today's show with all the important links. Also, make sure that you share this with a friend and subscribe on your favorite streaming platform. We really like hearing from you. 
If you enjoyed the show, make sure to rate and review wherever you listen to this podcast. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest in the show or would like to sponsor Simply Trade or suggest any topic you would like for us to discuss, please contact us via email at simplytrade at globaltrainingcenter.com or you can DM us on Twitter at simplytradepod. Thank you again for the privilege of your time. Happy trading. Simply Trade is not a law firm or an advisor. The topics and discussions conducted by Simply Trade hosts and guests should not be considered and is not intended to substitute legal advice. You should seek appropriate counsel for your own situations. These conversations and information are directed towards listeners in the United States for informational, educational, and entertainment purposes only and should not be substituted for legal advice. No listener or viewer of this podcast should act or refrain from acting on the basis of information on this podcast without first seeking legal advice from counsel. Information on this podcast may not be up to date depending on the time of publishing and the time of viewership. The content of this posting is provided as is. No representations are made that the content is error-free. The views expressed in or through this podcast are those of the individual speakers, not those of their respective employers or Global Training Center as a whole. All liability with respect to actions taken or not taken based on the contents of this podcast are hereby. Explained.